0: Everybody, We'd like to invite you to visit South Dakota through the eyes of local Lou. She'll take you on a tour of lots of things to see and do. So enjoy your virtual visit. Hi and welcome to the local loop podcast. Thank you guys for stopping by. I always appreciate you guys giving me a listen If you're able you can rate my podcast on Spotify and Apple and that makes it easier to find when searching For Sioux Falls and South Dakota history podcasts. Okay, so not a lot of competition out there, but still it helps (laughs) If you guys want to follow me on Instagram at local loop podcast, you can check out pictures of historical markers that I visited or my story, which is more about my daily life and not necessarily history. Before we start on the historical marker for today, I want to share a little excerpt from a library book that I currently have checked out. That book is called Sioux Falls in Retrospect, and it is by R.E. Bragstad. Opening it up here, let's see. The introduction page says Sioux Falls, in retrospect, a brief account of some of the historical events and persons that have played an important part during the period of transition from pioneer settlement to the splendid metropolis of today by R.E. Bragstad, 1967. I'm going to head to page 166, and this is in the section of the book. Let's see here. What's it called? It is in... It is in the section of the book called Miscellaneous Items. The item that we're going to talk about is the Slingshots Ordinance. On May 11, 1885, the City Council passed the following ordinance number 19. It shall be unlawful for any person to carry or have in his possession upon any of the streets of the city or in any public place or upon any public ground within the city limits a sling or slingshot or pea shooter. And any person violating the provisions of this ordinance upon conviction thereof shall pay a fine of not less than two dollars or more than five dollars. Complaints of windows being broken by slingshots and pellets striking some of the many horses in the street doubtless was the cause for outlawing these juvenile instruments. Runaway horses were not uncommon at this time, and some being caused by being struck and frightened by such pellets. Now that's interesting. I wonder if that ordinance is still around. Now, not saying that I have a slingshot, but I would like to know if I'm breaking the law if I were to have a slingshot. This is a a really interesting little book. I don't know too much about the author or anything but it was a fun read definitely gonna check that out again from the library but let's talk about this historical marker today i'm really amped that we're talking about this historical marker i have not heard of this park and i had never been to it this park um has been on my list of parks that i wanted to check out for a while seafall south dakota has about 80 parks so there are still a few that i have yet to visit and fully investigate for myself mansoor pioneer park With a name like that, I mean, come on, I had to go there. A cool layer to this marker is, it may make you roll your eyes for a second if you're sick of hearing about my love of Mount Pleasant Cemetery here in Sioux Falls, because when I looked up the grave for Albert Mansour the namesake of the park and the historical marker i did a double take because i have seen his grave a ton of times at mount pleasant cemetery and it just caught my eye because part of the inscription on the stone is in another language and i always wondered about that and now i know <laughs> so Mansour pioneer park is located in the Riverside community near Laura B. Anderson School, just a few blocks north of a really cool little Vietnamese restaurant, (laughs) just in case you're hungry. The park is located on East Walnut Street, and it is a delight. It could be the day I visited, but the air was fresh, the neighborhood was adorable, and the vibe was very chill. Historical marker, Albert M. Mansoor, 1889-1981. through Albert M. Mansoor was born in Armada, a tiny village in Lebanon. At the age of 15, he immigrated to Sioux Falls to work in his uncle's east side grocery store. After his uncle's death, Mansoor was urged to liquidate. Instead, he remained and worked to pay off all store debts. When a tornado demolished the store and scattered its contents, friends helped move a small horse shed onto the present grounds of Laura B. Anderson Elementary School. Mansour immediately stocked the tiny building with groceries and reopened for business. Mansour soon earned the affection of his Riverside customers and their children. He banked $1 for each newborn, rewarding passing grades with tickets to movie matinees, played Santa at Christmas, and hosted picnics and pony rides at Lane Park. During the 1930s Great Depression, he often sold groceries on a handshake. In recognition of Mansour's standing as the unofficial grandfather of Riverside, this park was renamed Mansour Pioneer Park in 1995. Historical marker, Albert Mansour at Mansour Pioneer Park, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. In seeing a picture of Albert Mansour standing at the meat counter at Mansour's red and white grocery store, he looks utterly friendly. In the picture, he actually kind of gives off a Colonel Sanders vibe. I was able to find an Argus Leader article by Alicia Thiel titled Park Honors Grocer, and it goes into some details about the park, the dedication, and the marker. The article explains that Albert's cousin had a son named James, a Sid, who campaigned for more than five years to get a historical marker at the park. When I looked up James, I find that he was a member of the Historical Society, and that he also was buried at Mount Pleasant. As I continue to find family members, most were buried in Mount Pleasant, so it sounds like I need to head back to Mount Pleasant Cemetery and check that out. James himself raised the money for this historical marker. Again, super cool. Back to Alicia's article, though, the historical marker was the 89th marker to be dedicated, and it's simply remembering a nice person, which is kind of cool. A story that without a marker would just become a name, that as the kids would grow up and live their lives, and they start to die out, the name in the story would die too. I do have a complaint And that is a tornado that is mentioned without a year. And I'm so having trouble verifying when this tornado happened. But the article just says the 1920s. And I guess any of you guys know about South Dakota tornado history in the 1920s? That would be helpful. Overall, the historical marker is really hard to search, uh, to research, as it's just a story about a guy who was nice, who owned a grocery store. I've found the location of the grocery store obviously easily, and I have been able to look into more of his cousin's lives. But him himself, it's cool. He left such a great impression on family, friends, and acquaintances that they named a park for him and that he eventually would get a historical marker. The newspaper article I mentioned mentioned did have quotes from various kids from the neighborhood that had since grown up. And that was cool. Again, not really a ton to research here. He was an immigrant to the area, but almost everybody was at that time. It's cool that he was from Lebanon. I think that's awesome. But besides that, not a lot of information. Uh, What's cool, though, is that we have a lot of parks here in Sioux Falls, and a lot of them are named for people. So it's kind of cool to understand a little bit of the history and backstory of why a park is named what it is named. Uh, And I know that there's not a ton of information to go on on this one, but now you have a fun little fact about Mansour Pioneer Park. Although the good news is, since there's a historical marker... You can totally, like, read that when you go to the park, (laughs) and you can impress people with little tidbits of knowledge. So let's go ahead and read Argus Leader uh, Obituary, Monday, October 12th of 1981. Sioux Falls, Albert Mansour. Albert M. Mansour, 1517, North Blauvout. Oh boy, guys, I don't know how to say that name out loud. It's a street name around here, and I've always kind of like muddled through it, but saying it out loud to other people, I don't know if that's right. It's spelled B-L-A-U-V-E-L-T. Is that Blauvelt? We'll see. Uh, 1517 North Blauvelt died Saturday at Good Samaritan Center. He was born in Armada, Lebanon, September 16, 1898. He came from Lebanon to Sioux Falls in 1913, where he was self-employed grocer until he retired in 1971. Mr. Mansour's first grocery store was destroyed by a tornado. He then moved to 1517 North Blauvelt, where he started a second grocery. He is survived by three brothers and two sisters. Services will be... 2 p.m. Tuesday at Miller Funeral Home. Luckily, the previous mentioned Argus Later article about the dedication of the marker in the park does flesh out some little details of his personal life. Just tiny ones though, guys, so don't get your hopes up here. (laughs) Mansour came to the United States from Lebanon in 1913 at the age of 15 after his mother died. An uncle in Sioux Falls offered him a place to live in a job in a grocery store, his grocery store, at the corner of Rice Street and Cliff Avenue, but in the 1920s his uncle died and the young man was left with a $4,000 debt. Shortly afterward, a tornado destroyed the store. Although his lawyer recommended Mansoor declare bankruptcy, he refused and repaid his debt within four years. Riverside neighbors helped Mansoor establish a new grocery store on Blauvelt, the current site of Laura B. Anderson Playground. These neighbors became his friends, and he dedicated his life to repaying their kindness. Again, the story is filled with a couple personal quotes from people talking about what a great guy he is, and it's really cool, but there just isn't a ton of information to go off of. And again, they mention the tornado without any specific... How could they do that to us, guys? I need to know more about this tornado. (laughs) I do. What the heck? (laughs) I don't know a lot about tornado history in Sioux Falls, actually, and we just had a tornado a couple years ago. Well, I think that's where we're going to leave this episode. We've learned just a tiny bit about the story behind why the park is named what it's named and a little bit about an immigrant who came to South Dakota and created an entirely different life for himself, which I think is amazing. Hey, keep in mind, if you guys go to any cool parks that have fun historical markers or sites that you think that I would love to see, go ahead and tag me on Instagram. I would love to see them. You can always send me an email. I'll have my email in the show notes. And thank you so much for stopping by and listening today. Have a great wonderful day, guys. Until next time on the Local Lou Podcast.